Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Please turn off your cell phones and please put your hands together for your host, Cameron Esposito and Rio That's Rhea Butcher. That's me. Guess what? That's Cameron Esposito. This is how you do. Yeah. Uh, this is, I don't know what this you is. Got, hey, are those new pants? <laughs> well, I think I wore them last week. I've got these two oh, new pairs. new to me. Yeah, I got these two new pairs of pants. It's so stressful. I've been wearing... Uh-huh. Good old Johnny Two Pants for yeah. multiple years, and now Johnny I'm Two Pants. Now I'm now you're Johnny Four Pants. Two more pairs Fucking of pants. Stressful, <laughs> but they're I like them. They're also giant. I like okay. that. They're All very right. giant. Do you see how they make my body go? Yeah, <laughs> just turning into Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for noticing my pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, very yeah. sweet of you. How um, was the show last week? I wasn't here. Stupid. No, I mean. All I, right. <laughs> That's All the comics were awesome, but I, you know, I missed you. It's, it's oh, that's very not nice. as fun yeah. to host the show by myself. I agree. I did not have a good time. You agree that it's not as fun for me to host it's this not, show by I myself? I agree. It's not fun for you. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. It's yeah, not. No. It's, it's more fun to chat with you because, um, well, I didn't. I never prepare anything to come to the show. <laughs> yeah, and it's. I can talk to that. You know. You know me. I do. I can talk to the audience and make that into a whole thing. You can make a whole thing out and of that. And that's fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, you do. They're having a great Not time. Not for you. I don't fucking care about it, but I just it's want to give you what you want, <laughs> which is to look at, oh my God, she's a genius. She just took my life and made it into a joke, but it was. But I felt held. I didn't feel shamed. She didn't say anything about my haircut or body, Positive but joke. she made a funny joke that made me feel included. And that's the kind of crowd work I do. It's lesbian crowd work. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Right. Where I'm like, I'm like, you're like safe and everything's cool and everything. but like let's yeah. laugh together. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. While changing let's things, process like while cha- like make social change, but it's but in a good way. You know, but in a laughter way. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of there's sometimes some comics go, oh, oh, I know those comics. Why well. do we even have <laughs> to do so? And I'm like, that's been my whole thing since the beginning, and I'm extremely successful. <laughs> So challenge yourself. <laughs> challenge Rhea, yourself on what exactly? Being a being the kind of buddy uh-huh. that holds audience in a loving buddy. way, yeah. and works for social change, but is also so hilarious with new pants. Yeah. All right. These so are anyway, old, what's these up are with old, you? These are old pants. You. That is such similar denim on the top I and the know. bottom <laughs> that I wish you'd just button that jacket and give them. I mean, I can. Do you need help? No, No, you've actually got it. (laughs) That is satisfying. (laughs) Yeah, I feel great. I know. (laughs) You know what? I feel whole. Yes. You look nice. I also, feel very put together. I'm also so sorry about this button here. Yeah, you know no, I, mean? I know. This is why uh, fucking this, men's this. shirts make room for hips. Men's shirts. 
Why are men's shirts not ever making room for Oh, yeah, I got it! Yeah! <laughs> Fuck you, gender dysphoria! <laughs> Eat shit! I like to keep mine open so it looks like a little skirt. <laughs> but I also don't know what a skirt looks like. The other day, I texted... Clearly. I texted, Clearly, you know. That goes in the back. <laughs> what if the skirt opened in the front? Like that. Like, what? Oh, you don't think I have a kick pleat in the front of my skirt? I do. I know that it's called That's a kick a, pleat. A now, very high up kick pleat. Oh yeah, you're that, gonna you're gonna go ahead and kick, kick that. Um, you're gonna go ahead and kick that pleat. Yeah, you it's, are. It's kicking you right the, the pleat. The, the, is what it's doing. It's kicking you. The other in day. In your pleat. The other day. Stop calling my vagina a pleat. I wasn't calling your vagina a pleat. <laughs> Volvo? Yes, yes, yes. That is so annoying. You I can't agreed believe, with me. I can't believe you they just... agreed with no, me. No, I literally can't believe they you just nodding right in worded me. What is this, the I fucking can, pleasure chest? It's my own show. <laughs> I can say vagina and mean Volvo if I want to. Uh, anyway. What happened? Oh, the other day I texted... Do you know our mutual friend, Kristen Russo? Our mutual friend. I texted her a picture of, uh, you know that emoji where there's a little, I think it's a boy, and then I think it's a girl, they're holding hands. And I said, here's us, standing next to each other, holding hands. I don't know why you're wearing shorts, though. And then she was like, I think in this emoji, I think that person's wearing a skirt. And Uh I couldn't identify it. I looked at at something that was not all the way to the ground, and I was like, shorts. Shorts. Like the... This is a lesbian with pants holding hands with a lesbian with shorts. Is what I thought that yeah, emoji no, I was. See, yeah, I can see These that. Are one, they're going to a baseball game, and one yeah. of them doesn't know anything about baseball. It's going to be warm or cold. You know, like, I don't know. So that's the real stressful thing. When you go to the Dodgers, you're like, you, you know, shorts or pants, but you got to wear pants because your seats cold. are disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seats are gross. Anyway, um, how are you? I just want to update you that I got the top button and the bottom button button. <laughs> You look great. And we have no photographer this week, too, which that, is the best part of this. I mean, there's no photograph. Well, there's people evidence. here with phones. Take your... No, don't do this. This is... Put, do yeah. it. <laughs> um, Rhea, what, what's been up yeah. with you? What have you been doing? You uh, were traveling. I was traveling. Where'd you go? I, I went to Chicago. Then oh, I went, yeah. Never been there. Just kidding. Hate it. Then I went to... I played a bunch of pinball at Logan Arcade. Oh, cool. That was pretty oh, sick. Cool. They have my yeah. They have my favorite game, Attack from Mars. I literally played Attack from Mars in a bunch of different states. I that's kind of what I did. I can't believe that you're into pinball. I now. can't either. Look at my outfit. I know, <laughs> but it's also it's a little on the nose. You know what I mean? You're like I used to skateboard, but now I'm into pinball. I'm I know. like we get it. It's, you know, it's like, like <laughs> it is a little on the kick plate. I get it. I understand. <laughs> You're like, I'm also taking drum lessons. I I am. Drum. It's so fucking I'm like... I'm taking drum lessons. It's really I, can, I know how to screen print. Okay, Rhea. All right. Is that you screen printing? Yeah, this is screen printing. I think that's... I don't know. I've never screen printed, but I think that's how clearly, it works. Clearly. Clearly. Yeah. Is that what they're... That's what they're doing during the Blue Man Group, right? They're just yeah, screen yeah. printing. <laughs> All the paints going everywhere. I, I did. I took a woodshop class too. <laughs> I, 
All right, Nick I'm Offerman. Cool, cool to meet you. Cool, cool to yeah. meet you. What other stuff? Like, no, it's a mustache is coming in one chin hair at a time. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the hardest parts about being separated. It really is. Who's going to get those fucking chin hairs? Nobody. I found myself. You have to get them yourself. In my bathroom with a hand mirror in my shoulder, <laughs> just hanging down like this, a headlamp pointed into it. A headlamp? A headlamp pointed into it. And then I was looking into the bathroom mirror trying to figure out which direction I needed to go in the mousetrap of reflections I had set up for wow. myself. And this is when I find out you took the headlamp. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I bought new ones. I, I know, bought new I ones. Know, I, know. I did take my ancestral tweezers, though, because I had to. Those are really good my, tweezers. I know, they're great Rhea's tweezers. Got this my great mother pair stole of them from her mother, and I stole them they're from my so mother. They're so good. They're so accurate. They're really You're never accurate. gonna break a hair. Not You're sharp. Get it all the way out. Um, so good. But then I, I feel I, like people got nervous when I said separated yeah. and the tweezers thing, sure. uh, but and chin hairs and everything. But we're okay with it. We're talking. We are, yeah. No, not okay. No, we're I don't mean. Okay with it. We're not okay with it. But we're, we're okay not joking okay. about it with you, yes. a bunch of strangers. Which is definitely the healthiest part it's of all. It's the healthiest of it, I'm sure. part. It's the healthiest when part. When you're going through something terrible. <laughs> Just button your jacket all the way to the top and talk to strangers about it. Take some drum lessons. <laughs> Pay a man to I, be kind and respectful I, to you. I, I, I really, I also have been feeling like I need to hit something, and today I went. <laughs> what? You dropped that. You Say that again. Say it again. Well, say it to them. Say what you just said to I me. I also have been feeling like I need to hit something. I just think. <laughs> I know, I liked it. I thought it was really accurate. I also have been feeling like I used to hit something. So I used to go see this trainer all the time. Who cares? <laughs> I used to see the same trainer and most of our sessions were just, was just them going, you really know your limits. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. For a while we did couples training. For a while what we did a it for 30 nightmare. minutes. Yeah. What a fucking we nightmare. We went one time because and you were like, I, go, go. I'm like competitively no. motivated, so I was like, Rhea, I'll lift you now! And Rhea was like, I have to take a break and have water. And that's the way we're different. Um, <laughs> it is. Really but uh, then I hurt my knee really bad, and then I like yeah, you, uh, you did. just recently went back to mm -hmm. this trainer. I'm like in the worst shape ever, and uh, and I also think you look great. Thank you. That's so nice. I mean, physically, like I'm like I'm just. I know what you mean, but I'm just like, saying. Ah, is how I feel. All right. Um. So. Uh, it's not a looks thing so much as a, I, do, I can't, I feel like I, I don't know what's going on in my body. My shoulders are constantly over my head. I don't know if you've ever been in that kind of situation where your head like is that fuzzy the red lowest guy? part and you have your shoulders. That guy, you know who I'm that talking fuzzy about. Red from guy. Looney Tunes. Yeah. From Looney Tunes, yeah. With um, the little feet. Yeah, I know who feet. he is. Yes, I've little seen him. Little cowboy yep. boot feet. Yeah, someone who's wearing a hat. Sometimes um, a hat. Anyway, uh, that's the guy. guy. Um, <laughs> today, <laughs> today, I was like, can we just like can I do boxing or whatever uh -huh. boy did you do boxing is that not what you think it is no it's not when somebody's like when I met when somebody and the somebody's me when I imagine boxing I imagine that's something I will be innately good at oh yeah 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 she's so tough no 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 she gonna hit it really hard it was just I just was like ah <laughs> Yes, that's exactly how it's it felt. It's repetitive motion over and over again. Well, also, they're it's like, it's mostly about hips and feet. I'm like, what? I don't want to do it that way. I don't want to do it with hips and feet. I want to do it like this. Punch it! And I look at you in the eyes. 
that's what I want to do. What's this? Uh, uh, oh, you, I, I, made, you yeah. told me to write down. I also, so I, then I went to New York. Um, and uh, I've been there. Yeah, you've been to that place. I've, yep. you've, I've heard of it before. Um, and then I went to Vermont. Also, I've been there. And that was my first time being in Vermont. Oh. And I've, t- I've been um, occasionally talking about lube on stage. What? <laughs> just, I Good just, for, honestly, I don't know. Bria? Good for you. Thank you. Because um, I think it's a racket, personally. Tell me what you mean. Well, I, I did a pleasure chest show, and I was like, all these lube containers are so small, and I'm so cheap. This is so expensive for such a small container. It should be in a bigger container with, like, a pump top. Or maybe we're talking, like, a Gatorade-type situation. It comes with paper Wait, cups. I feel like you know this story from my life. I do know that story from your life. I have my own story and my own take on it. Yeah. <laughs> But I just, I have owned the bottle of lube that you I know describing. you have. I once Not bought the in my life. largest bottle of lube and then I was in a fight with an ex and I threw it against a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Which I and don't stand happened? by. I don't stand by as don't a do that method. Shit. Don't do that. Don't throw anything. But it is something that happened in my life. I went, yeah. ah, I threw it against a wall. It shattered. Yeah. <laughs> and then it got everywhere. Yes. And you know, it's difficult to clean up. Lube. <laughs> yeah. That much lube. That's the point of it. It is the point. It's like, we're not, we can't be cleaned up by water. <laughs> we're lube. <laughs> but my whole point is, it yes. should be in bigger containers. I know that it comes in bigger containers. Uh-huh. I'm trying to be an entertainer about it. Make some jokes. Container entertainer? A container entertainer. You saw where I was going with that. Yeah. So I said that. I, I did I did the bit in Vermont, and then somebody came up to me after the show, and they were like, "You should look into yeeting. It's a cow loop, and it comes in way what? bigger containers, like by the liter. You should look into it. Has a pump top on it. You should look into that." And I was like, "Oh, then I'll have to get some of those gloves. You know what I mean?" And she was like, "Oh, it comes with those free. Bye." <laughs> Wait, what is it called? I think it's called yeeting. She was just talking at me. Yeeting. Yeeting. Yeah, it has something to do with like baby calves. Yeeting? And like sticking your That's arm. Not, is that the brand name? I don't know. I didn't look it up. I didn't Why not? Know. I didn't want to know. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Like I the... wasn't lubed up but to if... find out. <laughs> if it is lube and it is called yeeting, that is like if that's the brand name, that is a question you, th- that doesn't go with lube. You walk in, yeeting? Well, I was. <laughs> Great job. You know what I mean? Yeeting? I hope to be in a little bit. Give me some of that. Oh, come on. Come on! <laughs> um, all right, well, yeeting. Ye- yeet the loop. <laughs> some of them are flavored, so you understand Great what's point. happening. Yeah, There's a lot of them that are like pineapple, and I'm like... Mm. You know, it just seems like... Is that a... You're not into it or into it? I can't No, I'm tell. not into it. Okay, not into it. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's gonna be like a, it's not gonna be like a natural taste. You're not gonna be like, it's oh, artificial cut pineapple. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's right. gonna be like, blah, 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 blah. sure. Why is that? Ugh, it's ugh. gonna taste like a candy necklace. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. What it's <laughs> or like Pez, where you go. Actually, I'm gonna throw this out. 
I don't even want these. I just wanted this tiny Ray from Star Wars. <laughs> Put it with my Star Wars pet. Oh, the big head. Um, tiny person, big head. What is that? Oh, oh we I walked on a frozen college. lake too. <laughs> we were going to talk about the college. I don't know how much time we have. We got to stop soon. You walked on a frozen lake. I did. And I see that you remain alive. I I remain Which alive. I'm very happy I think it was ill advised. Nope. I'm solid. Yep. Solid. Live. Um I was like, you should do this. All these other people are doing this. Look, some big dogs are doing it. They're pro the dog would never do anything that's dangerous. And then I <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't know that that's the rule. <laughs> and then I turned my head to somebody putting down their small dog and there's they put their small dog down, their small dog was like, Fuck this and was like <laughs> just running to shore. And I was like, the small dogs know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> But then I was like, you're already out here, so just make it to the, like, break. Because it did look really cool. And I was like, you can do it, and maybe these people will save you. Whatever, take a chance. So I get out, and I'm, like, taking a couple pictures. And then I look to my right, and there is what I believe to be a man-based person. Just trying some new wordage out. Like, I got what you meant. You don't get it. Keep going. So this man-based person is on the ice, and then this man-based person goes... not supposed to do right now what? he did not go through the ice though but can i ask you a question did he think the sort of gryffindor was down there i don't i don't fucking know what you're talking about as you know audience i have recently completed my task of watching gray's anatomy backwards from the final, most recent episode to the pilot, while simultaneously listening to all of the Harry Potter books in a forward direction. <laughs> and so every reference that I have for you is Cali in Arizona or sort of Gryffindor. <laughs> I like it. Anyway, um... That yeah. college thing happened. That we're whole college to make thing. Fun of that. Well, I just you I. It just reminded yeah, me. Can I ask you how question? big of a crush I had on uh, Lori Loughlin? <laughs> Forgot about that shit. Yeah. And she used to have five hundred thousand dollars too. Yeah. So she was rich. Pay for my college. Hey Rhea, Becky, let me ask you a question. Who do you think I can pay to not have my degree come from a Catholic university? <laughs> <laughs> pay for that god that would be nice that would be so nice pay god hmm uh god and the catholic church are not related so you can't pay god and get it that's what i'm saying pay god and then it won't be from a catholic oh yeah that's Mm, what i'm trying to say that's a good yeah yeah that's a good i don't know how to pay uh god um You guys might know this story, but one time my Catholic university, this was years ago, uh, called me to do that thing where it's like, uh, yeah. it's an undergrad, and yeah. this is an on-campus job, and they're calling you to say, would you like to donate Yeah, to the university? Yeah. And I said, I will donate to the university, and they publicly apologize to me and every other queer person that has gone there for their policy prohibiting open 
homosexuality among the faculty and students. And then I never heard from them again. <laughs> it's one of my job. favorite stories because in my mind, what happened was she scrolled in the little pull-down menu to <laughs> requests gay apology. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then your file just flew out the window. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said, I see you file. It doesn't matter. Um, somebody oh outside the room. Who cares? God. Who cares? This is how much you've been talking about it. I know what you mean. Mm. And I don't know what you mean, you know? Well, it's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, anyway. Harry Potter, you heard of it? Rhea. What do you want to do? You've been great in this opening. Thanks. I just want to say. I feel pretty good about the jacket stuff. I don't know if this audience is aware of it, but boy, we've crushed. And we have crushed. <laughs> I mean, I'm just kind of sad that you didn't take a picture of me on stage with my jacket buttoned up, but we can do it later. At the end of the show. Rebutton your jacket. Re- just. All you got to do is ask. You don't have to say in. You don't have to say the, in the past when there's still the opportunity. <laughs> And you'll be in the background. So what I want you to do is just, oh, my just uproarious sort of faces and poses and stuff. That'd be great. I don't remember how you felt earlier. Just do that again. <laughs> Honestly, you're completely in shadow. You're off the hook. You're off the hook. You missed the button. You missed the button. Oh, shit. Thank you. <laughs> Good looking out. Good looking out, front row. Exactly. Do you see what I mean about queerness? People are like, no! You missed one! (laughs) Thank you. No photographer this week. Hey, we got a great show for you. We do! Holy shit! It's a Uh, barn burner. Do you want to introduce this barn? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, Give it up for Cameron Esposito one more time. Seriously. Got new pants and stuff. And keep it going for your first comic. You ready? I'm excited. Keep it going for Mary Sasson, everybody! Hi, guys. My name is Mary Sasson. Um, I have one of those last names that's mispronounced so often that I'm, like, starting to worry, am I doing it wrong? <laughs> what if it's me and everyone else is right? <laughs> Um, I want to let you guys in on a fun fact about myself. Um, I have seven siblings. Um, I'm one of eight kids. Um, and when I tell people that, I tend to get the same questions a lot. Um, the first question inevitably is, are you Catholic? <laughs> uh, my full name is Mary Patricia Bernadette Sasson. Yes. <laughs> uh, the next question I get a lot is, why? Why did your parents do that? Um... I don't know, like it's a long answer, I think, but like the short answer is they're big old dummies. (laughs) Um, And before you're like, that's rude, I want you guys to think about the reason none of you will have eight kids and then realize my parents didn't think of any of those reasons. (laughs) Um, And the last question I'll get a lot, and this, I get this question like a lot, is people will say, seven siblings, how do you remember all their names? 
<laughs> to which I respond, do you know seven people? <laughs> and if you spent your formative years growing up with those seven people, would it help? And what if, and we're just playing hypothetical here, those seven people all had the same last name. Your last name. So really, all you had to do was memorize seven first names. You think you could do it? I'm telling you, you could. <laughs> um, but then people will say a lot, like, what was it like living in a big family? And honestly, I don't know. I'm the sixth of eight, so like, by the time I came around, like, the band was already too big. <laughs> Like, I was the second trombone player, and unless you're Earth, Wind, and Fire, you don't need a single trombone player. <laughs> um, so what is weirder to me is people who are only children. Um, is anyone here an only child? How incredibly sad. <laughs> um, that's so sad. What do you do on a vacation? Talk to your parents? What a nightmare. <laughs> um, I think, morally, if you want to have children, you need to have two, or you can't have any, because by the nature of being humans, your parents will be crazy and you need one other person to go, that just happened, right? <laughs> um, I'll tell you an example. Uh, one time my mom and dad were in a fight because my dad didn't want my mom to leave the house so he naturally stole her purse. And he ran out the front door and as he was running down our front lawn in front of the whole neighborhood, his pants fell down. <laughs> and he just kept running. <laughs> And now that's a story that, like, my family tosses around on Thanksgiving like it's a fun little tale. Um, instead of it, like, playing over and over in my head, like, before I go to bed, like a nightmare. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can tell from that last story, but I have a bad dad. <laughs> um, my dad, like, one of the best ways to describe him is he's, like, kind of the Michael Jordan of making waitresses cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's good at it. He's got a lot of rings. Um, but I don't think I'm unique in having a bad dad. Like, I have a theory that there are three good dads and the rest are shades of bad. Um, and I know this because one of my favorite times of year is coming up, and that's Father and Mother's Day on social media. Because, and you guys can now play along, um, every Mother's Day post is people being like, she gave me everything. She raised us all by ourselves. She went to night school so that we could go to the best private schools. She had elective surgery to preemptively give me a kidney just in case. <laughs> and every Father's Day post is like, you know what, he tried. <laughs> or like, we are not close, but we are working on it. <laughs> Sometimes people just start describing their dad. Like, they'll be like, you know, my dad is tall and he has brown eyes and he loves baseball. <laughs> And it's like, that's not a rousing endorsement of your dad so much as it's like a missing character description. <laughs> uh, I think that like to be a good mom, we expect them to be saints. And like to be a fine dad, you have to have stayed and not hit your kids too much. <laughs> um, my parents are actually now divorced, um, which when I tell people that, they're like, that's crazy. Your parents had eight kids and now they're divorced? Is that crazy or does nothing make more sense? <laughs> does nothing follow more logically than two people had objectively too many children and then said, I fucking hate you? 
sometimes I imagine like on their honeymoon they just were like lying in bed looking at each other in the eyes just like hey hey you want to make life tough like too tough let's have more kids than we can handle um and they did um but I am married now I've been married for about a year and a half um uh thank you some light woos which is what marriage deserves (laughs) um I like being married I think it's really fun because you get like a partner and you get like a teammate and that's like a lot of fun and you can teach each other things um I want you guys let you in on something that my husband taught me this is a fun fact did you know that money can also be saved (laughs) yeah he taught me that because his family taught him that Um, my family taught me spend all your money as soon as you get it and then scream at each other when it's gone (laughs) Um, but there's there's a few differences between our family Um, I'm going to say two things two things that are true and maybe they're related Um, my husband's family is Jewish and they are good with money and mine is Irish Catholic and we are trash (laughs) Uh, thanks guys Okay, so let's see. Uh, I'll ask you a question. Um, right after I completed my two things, where uh, I was watching one, then I. What should what pop culture? What should I consume? Please, I would like a recommendation from the audience. One day at a time. Okay, that's, first of all, thank you. I hear this recommendation. I think it's super strong. I have, like, friends that work on that show. Um, I need something uh, less relevant to my life in every way um, and worse. There it is. I think that honestly might be it. Wow. You had both of those. You Because you said yes to one, and then you were like, but if that doesn't work here, and that was so quick. It's always there? It's always there? What should I look out for on this program? Photo. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Can't wait to find out. <laughs> you know, that's one of my favorite parts about watching uh, Grey's Anatomy is um, in more recent seasons when they, they, used to, uh, they used to be able to get the cast to like go to different locations but then after a while because it was such a successful show and it's been so long running they the cast has like these they have these huge salaries and these and these huge work commitments so they can't like travel them to Seattle anymore or even apparently to a helipad um because my favorite thing is watching recent seasons where they've gone like everything is like highly digital but it's but it's the CGI of the early 90s in a world where Terminator 2 never existed. (laughs) And I love the actors on that show so much because the commitment they give on a daily basis, like, I mean, I cannot imagine how many hours they have to be, like, so concerned. (laughs) Like, how much Botox do they need to unknit their brows? And they have to be so concerned while, like, a fake helicopter designed by, I think, a child. 
like just floats behind them, weightless, like Rory and Lorelai's cups on the new Gilmore Girls where they're floating out of their hands. That's the realism of the helicopters on the more recent seasons. And it's so fucking fun to watch them run to nothing where they're like, but there's, it's, anyway, I love it. Um, so I feel like Deep Space Nine's gonna have some of that. Yeah. Oh, there's gonna be stuff that's definitely not real. <laughs> that they're interacting with. Most of it? Uh, does the camera ever move, but the um, set is stationary? That, yeah, that's one of my, I mean, obviously, we all know that's one of the best moves in all of sci-fi. <laughs> When the, when the uh, spaceship's hitting a little bit of turbulence. <laughs> There's like a steady cam just like... <laughs> the best. Wow. Wow. Does it... Is it... Let me ask you a question. How, how do you feel about Battlestar Galactica? What? Shut up! Get out! <laughs> Very good. Wait, I, what about the rest of you? Individually answer. <laughs> have you seen Battlestar Galactica? No. Okay, wow. That's rough. And you have? Okay, good. Yes, this person has. Wow. Wow. And so, then the second row? No, I... <laughs> Well, if you're looking, if you're somebody like me and you say to yourself often, who is my gender? This is a game that I like to play. Who is my gender? Who else shares a gender with me? I was talking to somebody recently about gender care. This is a term I made up, TM. Gender care, TM. Gender care is uh, when you make sure that you are all set to... uh, accurately live in the world as your gender. Like, for instance, I shouldn't make sure, I should make sure that I have, like, clean shirts so I don't have to accidentally wear a dress. Gender care. (laughs) Taking time to wash your shirts. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. And you know what? I know this is working with the queer community in the room because they've snapped. And if people were laughing or clapping, I would know it hadn't been successful. But the fact that there's... I know I'm really hitting a nerve. They're like, we don't want to interrupt her, but we do want to know she's right. Anyway, Kara Starbuck Thrace on Battlestar Galactica. She is my gender. Okay. Do you agree with me? And you? Okay, these two people who've seen the show agree. The rest of you, do your homework, and it's important. Because I need you to know what other characters in pop culture are my gender. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Honestly, thank you so much for this conversation. Sarah Connor. She's my gender. David Bowie. Wait a minute. He's my gender. What? It's true. Okay. um, I think I've named only people that look really good in tank tops, but I never wear them. What? Gender care. Yeah, 
yeah, gender care. My gender care is, I know what I look like in a tank top. Primo. But I don't feel comfortable sharing that with you. Are you ready for more show friends? Oh, friend of the show coming back. Oh, let's hear some wild noise already right now. Wildness! That is so sweet of you. You don't know that makes up for like most of middle school. <laughs> Not all of it. I mean, it wasn't great. Um, some a stretch mark cream I had stolen recently as if I had to be the queen of like banal tragedies. <laughs> we have a package problem on my building and they just, I just found an empty ripped up box that was supposed to come in with all the receipts and the cream missing. Like an animal had torn into it, but no raccoon is that worried about their thighs. <laughs> And I just had to look at it and go, well, I guess my life isn't changing this week. <laughs> and now I have to be a real weirdo and look at all my neighbor's butts as I walk around <laughs> to try to get the bottom of who did this to me. What's <laughs> the problem with I'm ordering expensive internet cream uh, because I'm trying in life? Is anybody else <laughs> on that roller coaster right now? <laughs> I do not know how I feel about it. I miss my sweatpants. <laughs> but I am getting out there. Trying is so vulnerable, you know? Like, if you don't try and you don't get the job or they don't go on another date with you, of course, you wore sweatpants, you know? <laughs> but if you go in, like, a nice suit for Ann Taylor, or let's be honest, I'm a comic a section of Goodwill that kind of looks like Ann Taylor that you put a safety pin in <laughs> and you act like you don't have chronic depression and then it still doesn't work out. <laughs> it just stings a little bit harder. Um, I, st I started trying with my looks a couple years ago, which I still have mixed emotions about. I grew up in Maine and Mainers aren't a very vain people. Thank you, we have Mainers in the house. Oh, I'm gonna lose my shit after when I find you. We're gonna talk about Bangor and I'm gonna whisper to you that I'm from Biddeford. Nobody else knows what that means, but you do. <laughs> you got my secret. Um, no, I'm from Maine and you guys know, like Mainers aren't a very vain people. Like there, if you lose a tooth, you don't fix it unless an eating tooth. Like, yeah, if it has a purpose, you strap it back in with some duct tape and you go back to your chowder. Your lobster stew, but otherwise, like, what are you doing, beauty queen, you know? But now I live in Los Angeles, the land of professionally good-looking people, you know? Even if it's just catalog models. It's still very intimidating in the gym classes I'm taking because I'm trying, you know? It's very rough for me, um... Yeah, I didn't used to try at all. Like, I was just the kind of woman who would memorize your food allergies on a first date. No walnuts, no problem. I was very responsible, and I expected that to turn everyone on. And it didn't work. Nobody gets wet or hard for that. Do I have earthquake insurance? Of course I do. Do I have band-aids in my purse? Yes, why aren't your genitals engorged? <laughs> you coming? I have Kleenex and snacks in that purse if you did. <laughs> but people aren't into practicality that way. And so now I'm trying to dress up. I got wedge shoes on, which wedges are my favorite shoe on a woman because they say, I want to be sexy, but I know I'm unstable. <laughs> yeah, I'm hot, but 
like a hot mess. I'm gonna need a firm base later when those vodka soakers kick in. <laughs> the mind is sexy, but the ankles are weak. <sighs> I got a bra with a wire in it, not like the sports bra I like to wear to go get frozen yogurt. I got pain on my face. I don't know why anymore. I don't want free drinks anymore. I can buy my own drinks. Also, I don't like the fact that it makes me vulnerable. If I want anything for free now, I want meat, you know? Nachos, chicken tenders, something like that. Something to keep me sharp. Something to make me challenge. I will go home with you if you answer this trivia about past presidents. I go home alone a lot. I don't share this with every audience, but not all of this is me. I promise I'm not sick, nor do I live by a chemical plant. (laughs) Which just makes you sound like you live by a chemical plant and your hobby is sneaking in to drink the water. (laughs) This fascinates me, too, because they're real human hair. Because that's, you gotta get the nice kind. And, um, and so it's like from another person, but they don't give you like a backstory. Like, like I, I don't know if like she was going back to school and I helped her buy books, you know what I mean? Maybe it was like an unplanned pregnancy, but it's the best thing that ever happened to her and this is diaper money, you know? Or maybe it was a drug problem and I'm now enabling even though I got out of that relationship. And it's like, you know, or like I think they lied to me and it's probably just horse hair and I'm gonna start having weird dreams that a cop is riding me through Central Park. I don't know. And it's confusing because it makes me feel like I'm taking part in part of the patriarchy, but the truth of the matter is I don't even like men. You know what I mean? It's not even for them. It's to distract a soft butch long enough to put down her softball glove. You know? What? What category do you even put that in? Like, what think piece am I part of? I don't even know at this point. Tell NPR to cover it. (laughs) Anyway, I feel like, I I feel like, like I said, like, generals aren't practical. People aren't as practical that way, but I always want to, like, argue it, you know? Like, a model will come and stand next to you in L.A., and you're like, I had a rough adolescence, three feet woman, you know? Find my stretch mark cream, and we can stand next to each other. And I'm always like, that's great, that's great. But what about practicality? You know what I mean? Like, I have a sturdy build and almost always wear sensible shoes, the wedges. In a crisis, or God forbid the apocalypse, I can pick you up, throw you over my shoulder, and start running. Don't you get it? I am the Volvo of women. I am Swedish, and you are always safe with me. (laughs) Thank you. You know what they say, though? Volvo in the streets, Ferrari in the sheets. Am I right? I know that's not how you have sex. I know you don't bat them away from you while you move backwards, but like I said, I was raised in New England. I'm shy. Um, You guys have been so delightful. Thank you so much. Please give it up for yourselves and your wonderful host. Give it up for Heather, you guys. What a wonderful show. Heather, I would put down my glove for you, but it is a baseball glove, not a softball glove. (laughs) Um, Let's see. We do have to keep the show going, but I also want to say things. (laughs) I was just in New York, 
And uh, it's always funny to go to New York because everybody from New York comes here and then they come visit LA and they're like, LA is not New York. And you're like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> they're just like, boo. <laughs> so I was in New York and I was being driven on a freeway. I forgot that those things exist in New York. I thought it was just all spitways that people traveled by. You know, like a canal made of spit. And as I was being driven on this freeway, I looked to my right, and right up against the freeway, I swear to God, I saw a grave. <laughs> and I just imagined that New York was like, look, we gotta, we gotta put, we gotta, we gotta put a freeway over Grandpa here. And the family was like, sure, you always wanted a freeway here. Put it over there. <laughs> I got very Boston at the end. I'm trying to expand my repertoire. What's the other thing I want to say? Oh, yeah. Um, so I said man-based person earlier because I'm trying to be like more, like more, I don't know if that's, that's not inclusive, but like sometimes I'm like, I saw a person the other day and I'm like, comedy is about specifics <laughs> and it's getting very difficult, but I'm also like trying, I'm, I'm an aware person. And I'm trying to be kind and stuff, but I, and we're all trying, like most of us, are, I, I can't say we're all trying to say we're all trying would be inaccurate and not true. Not all of us are true. Most of us are, if you're at the show, you're trying. <laughs> I think by being at this show, you're trying. And <laughs> we're all trying and we're all exhausted. I feel like we all go home at night and we're like, Jesus Christ, I'm working so hard at not saying the wrong shit. But I had no idea that you couldn't say napkin anymore. I did not know it would be offensive to children of people who like to sleep midday. I'm sorry. I didn't know and I stepped in it. But I am exhausted. I love when people don't know if they should laugh at that. <laughs> Great. You want to keep this show going? Yeah. Great. I do too. Now I have to get the thing. That's a dollar? Ones and a five. <laughs> I'm making it sprinkle Lincolns, you know what I mean? That is a cool catchphrase. Sprinkle Lincolns. All right, look, I have made up sprinkle Lincolns. That's gonna hit the streets for sure. All of you are definitely gonna use that catchphrase. And I don't know if you remember two weeks ago, I proposed that as a little bit of parody in sexual slang, that to even the playing fields uh, between blowjob and getting eaten out, we change, you can still say getting eaten, because you can say whatever you want, because it's your body, your choice. But I was suggesting that we also refer to getting eaten out as a chow job. <laughs> and I will tell you, I then went on tour and everyone loved it. <laughs> You can abbreviate it to a CJ, you know? Get a little siege. <laughs> Spread like wildfire. Did I lose the lineup again? I went through all that and I lost the line. No, thank you for, it is in my back pocket. God, you are just. This person is saving me at every moment, great. All right, our next comic, it's our first time on the show, so you all know what to do. Put your hands together. We give them a big, warm welcome, so you can start that right now. Get it going. 
right. Can't wait to see this friend. He plays at my baseball league. Give it up for Scott Ambrin, everybody! Scott Ambrin, everybody! All right. Yes, how you guys doing? Nice. All right, right on. Good to be here. Very exciting. Very exciting. I'm Sean. I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Born and raised in L.A. I'm a native. Uh, might actually be the most L.A. person you'll ever meet. My mom's an actress. My dad's a yoga teacher. And, uh, and I have an avocado tree. That's, uh, that's all true. I uh, grew up poor because my parents did uh, those things. Um, <laughs> When I was a kid, no joke, my dad would teach yoga classes to hippies who would pay him with bags of lemons from their tree. <laughs> but you know what they say, when life hands you lemons, you wish you had a regular dad. <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, grew up in a very specific part of LA. I grew up in Silver Lake, as you know. You know the neighborhood's all hipster and gentrified now. And It's weird, when, uh, when the neighborhood you grew up in gets gentrified, you notice changes other people don't, you know? The other day, my friend was like, hey, did you hear they're opening a new gastropub? And I was like, oh, no way. Did you hear they're demolishing my preschool? <laughs> I hear it's going to be a gastropub. Uh, so I went to college for theater. Anyone else make that mistake? All right. A lot of thespians in the crowd. Right on. Yeah, man. The things I learned in college have not served me at all in the real world. <laughs> At all. Just to give you an idea, one of my professors, when someone was overacting in a scene, she'd say, don't ouch more than you're pinched. <laughs> and a few years ago, I ran into a woman at Trader Joe's who said, watch where you're going. And I was like, oh, don't ouch more than you're pinched. And that's the most I've used my degree. That... <laughs> 200 grand for a comeback in a grocery store. <laughs> That's where we're at with that. I, uh, I got friends that were doing well. Uh, and you guys got friends who were killing it? Let's hear it for them. Yeah. It's good for them. Uh, you know, it's, it's just hard with social media and stuff. Some are on TV shows. Others are signed to record labels. You know, I feel so far behind so many of my friends. You know, it's, I have one friend who went to rehab for heroin, got clean, started a company, then sold that company. And, like, I don't know. I haven't even tried heroin. Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> So if anyone has any heroin, uh, <laughs> try to kickstart things here. Uh, <laughs> I uh, started to lose my hair. I went to get uh, Propecia, because it's supposed to help with that. When I was at the doctor uh, getting my prescription, he was like, just so you know, one of the side effects of Propecia is a decreased libido. And I was like, great, I'll take it for that reason alone. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I want to keep my hair, but more importantly, I want to stop thinking about sex all the time and have a healthy relationship with the internet again. That <laughs> He was like, it's a difficult decision for a lot of men. I was like, this is the easiest decision I've ever had to make. <laughs> You're telling me if I take Propecia, I'll have hair and a lower sex drive, but if I don't, I'll just be bald and horny? I'm going to take Propecia. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start today. <laughs> um, so I've been taking, I've been taking Propecia. My sex drive is still, still pretty steady. Still pretty steady. My girlfriend's is different, though. Hers will, like, her, she'll get spikes. Hers will spike, you know? She'll get horny, and I just, I got to be around for it. Uh, <laughs> Came home the other day, her vibrator was just out. I was like, damn it, I missed it, you know? <laughs> Felt like a detective in a movie. I was like, it's still warm. She couldn't have gone far. Uh, track her down while she's still in the mood. Uh, that's uh, 
I got a girlfriend, as I mentioned, I love her a lot. I love my girlfriend. She's the best thing in my life. Without her, I'm nothing. No big deal. Uh, <laughs> she's a lot of wonderful things. One of them is pretty. Very pretty girl. Super pretty. She's tall. She's blonde. She's gorgeous. Way out of my league. Like, like if you saw us, you wouldn't think we were together. You'd be like, oh, look at that Norwegian model with her Airbnb host. That's what you'd... <laughs> that's what you'd think. You just wouldn't... <laughs> Been together three years, and uh, man, everyone keeps asking me when we're getting married. Everyone, um, especially her. And here's the thing. Um, here's the thing. Gonna marry her. Why the hesitation? Just fear. That's all. It's just good old fact. Just the fear of the unknown, right? Because, like, look, I'm very excited to have a wedding. I love weddings. I've been to tons of weddings. I've just never been to a wedding where at the end of it, I'm married. I don't, I don't know what that's like. So... <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, yeah, also, I'm, you know, a child of divorce. That probably affects my views on things. It's, I was raised by a single mom, you know. I, I've started to realize uh, as a result of that, I've gotten a lot of, like, I've got a lot of female sensibilities, you know. Like, uh, I'm in touch with my emotions. I'm a good listener. I don't know how to neg. You guys know negging? It's like a pickup term for when guys flirt with rude backhanded compliments. I don't know how to do that. I met my girlfriend at a potluck, and she made carrot cake. And I was like, wow, this carrot cake's really good. And she was, like, surprised. <laughs> That that was it, you know? That I wasn't like, for a slut, or... or was, I don't know. I don't know how to... I don't know how to do it. I, I you know, I just... I liked her carrot cake. I thought it was good. thought I'd let her know. I had a lot of female sensibilities, man. Three of my ex-girlfriends are now lesbians. Three of them. That's a lot. That's, you know, that's, that's more than half. That's a good amount of... I'm doing everything I can to keep that from being a thing, you know, happening again. Like, my girlfriend asked me if I'd be open to a threesome. I was like, only if it's with a dude, all right? That's a risk I can't take, you know? Um, uh, what else? Uh, uh, climate change. Uh, <laughs> You guys keeping up? It's pretty bad. <laughs> it's we all know it's bad. We just don't know what to do about it, you know. Or we know what to do, but it would involve changing the way we live. But that's not gonna happen. We're not gonna do that. They're like, climate change is bad, and we're like, we know. And they're like, you want to do something about it? And we're like, yeah. And they're like, stop driving cars and eating meat. And we're like, how about we get rid of straws? Is that <laughs> all right? That's it for me. Welcome back, your host, everybody. Sometimes, really up and down. I don't think my voice has cracked as much as it just did since the last time. Remember when we went to that strip club in Portland? Yeah. How could I forget? I was sprinkling Lincoln's all over. The place. That's how. That's how I. I like at that. Did you see me? Did, <laughs> what a weird way to interact with the crowd. I've been, I've been to so many like. Oh, I'm honestly sad you came 
out and touched them. <laughs> and then just a, sl- a shoulder slap. I've been a s- so many live performance I've never seen somebody just run back and forth past the audience it's like the best version of crowd surfing don't worry about it you don't have to do anything relax also did you see me kick over the mic stand I just went like this because I'm a conscientious person I'm not gonna break this mic there's a lot of like, there's a, I remember, remember when like really alt dude comics were like throwing mics around all the time? I would just, that cost $70 probably. <laughs> Jesus, coming in here. Weirdly, that guy was also always taking his penis out on stage. That's type of comic. Anyway. I always think that's one of the best jokes that um, men can really bring to stand up <laughs> seen it before and I hope to never see it again <laughs> anyway um what was I sorry oh when we went to that strip club oh my god right I went to a strip club I loved it There are also fun and supportive dudes that do this job. And there was a lot of dudes that I think wanted my dreams to come true. (laughs) And gave me a little pocket money to use at that strip club. (laughs) Like, I just didn't bring any cash because I didn't understand how strip... I didn't understand how strip club was work. I just showed up with no cash. They love that, by the way. (laughs) Oh, you just came to watch and give no money? We love that. <laughs> One of the women, she was a very good dancer, came over, she said, how's everybody doing over here? I said, I feel great! <laughs> that was the way my voice sounded. <laughs> I was just a, immediately wearing a backpack. boss is gonna get here my mom packed me a sandwich do you like dark wing duck this is the energy I was bringing just no money and a lot of dark wing duck talk we got two comics left it's been a great show so far we all have a new catchphrase. Where the fuck have you been with that laugh? That's the world's it's one of the world's greatest laughs. Rhea, don't don't feel you can't run and don't feel. <laughs> Rhea's act has gotten very Gallagher. 
at this pornish portion of the. I didn't know what you meant, but now I see what you mean. Yeah. This is a good... This is a good way for us to co-host. I also can't wait to find out which part of the stage Rhea's going to come out of next. And that's a fun part of this for all of us. We got the next comic. It is also a first-timer. Ooh, two. Two on one show. That's what they used to say about lesbians. What? on one show? Well, there aren't even two in this business. <laughs> that was the era when I had to say, actually, I don't remind you of Ellen. I just don't. We have nothing in common. We don't look alike. Our comedy is very different. Anyway. Um, okay. Ready? show extra loud let's hear for Olga Koch give it up hi everyone hi my name is Olga I'm originally from Russia and I need to start every set like that because I know that they're listening (laughs) I was born in Russia in a very big year the year 1992 which was the year Russia elected its first ever president And that started a very long history of Russian people electing presidents all over the world. (laughs) So I moved to the U.S. when I was a teenager, and I was an incredibly, incredibly conservative teenager, to give you uh, an example. When I first saw her pleasure condoms, I assumed they broke on purpose because the only pleasure a woman can know was the joy of motherhood. And so I moved, it was like a huge culture shock for me, right? So I, um, so I moved and I started studying computer science. And especially when I flirt with guys, they get very excited about traditionally masculine things about me. So when I say I study computer science, they're like, oh, computer science. Or when I say I do comedy, they're like, comedy. So imagine how excited they get when they find out about my dick. Now it's a joke about how men create gender norms and then reward women for subverting them. (laughs) Also, all men are gay! (laughs) Thank you. Usually gets a standing ovation. (laughs) At least, like, if another guy tells me how cool it is that I like computers, hamburgers, and beer, I'll tell him he has unresolved feelings for his friend Greg. (laughs) And I don't think I did computer science for noble reasons. I just chose the department with the shortest line for the women's bathroom, right? And, um, and then, like, the three girls in our course exchanged this cartoon, and it started as a joke, but then really started resonating with us. And it was a picture of a boy getting a problem wrong in class, and everybody pointing at him and saying, you're stupid, and then a picture of a girl getting a problem wrong in class, and everybody pointing at her and saying, women are stupid. And that's how we felt every single time we entered a room. We weren't representing ourselves as people, we were representing women in general, half of the world's population. And if I want little girls to know anything today, is that the reason women can't do computer science isn't because they're stupid. The reason women can't do computer science is because their boobs keep getting on the keyboard! (laughs) Come on! (laughs) She left me hanging. (laughs) I don't know what my cause is anymore. (laughs) And it was... So I started studying in like 2010. And in 2010, 
Montana, we were not woke yet, right? Like we, we thought diversity just to have Eddie Murphy play more people. It was a different time. We like to pretend we were better, but we're not. We weren't, right? Like we didn't have woke, like we didn't have, um, we didn't have Beauty and the, the live action reimagining of Beauty and the Beast. Remember this with like the British darling Emma Watson? And Emma Watson, like I think it was 2016 and Emma Watson was doing this really aggressive press tour where she's like, this isn't your mom's Beauty and the Beast. This is a feminist reimagining of Beauty and the Beast because Belle isn't just a girl. She's an inventor. She invented a washing machine or some shit. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> so she's like, I insisted with the director that Belle isn't just a girl. She's an inventor. So imagine that Emma Watson had to go to the director of Beauty and the Beast and was like, sorry. Sorry. Um, is it okay if I invent some shit before I fuck that big dog? <laughs> and each and every one of us in this room was like, that's amazing. Do you want a job at the UN? I love my feminist queen, Emma Watson. Some of you are like, it's not a dog per se. That's a very low bar for sex. <laughs> you deserve better. <laughs> it was also a weird time because I was a teenager in a completely new place studying this new thing. And also I have a condition called PCOS. Does anybody um, PCOS? Polycystic ovarian syndrome. Don't Google it. Don't Google any medical condition. It'll tell you you've been dead for two days. Right? <laughs> and so it's like, it's, it's this whole smorgasbord of... Um, uh, of symptoms, you like you you grow a mustache, you gain weight, uh, you get really horny, you get weird ideas like starting a new religion. You become Henry VIII, and um, and it start, And my biggest my biggest symptom of it is that I never get my period. I barely ever ever get my period. I get it twice a year. I think I'm pregnant all the time, even if I hadn't had sex. Constantly peeing on things just to check. And. Uh, <laughs> So first, I would buy, like, clear blue pregnancy tests. Do we know clear? I mean, if you've watched YouTube in the past two years of your life, you know. Anyone getting targeted advertising? Clear blue is, like, the... <laughs> Just me? Okay, told so much about myself there. there. Um, clear blue is, like, the Tesla of pregnancy tests, right? It's beautiful. Clear blue, have you been... Have you seen clear blue? They have a screen on them, right? Like, my parents couldn't afford a TV. I'm pissing on one. <laughs> It's amazing. But then that got too expensive. Uh, so then I buy, like, the generic brand, the ones that, like disintegrate if you pee on them for too long because they're made out of cardboard. Um, but that got too expensive too, so now I just Google if I'm pregnant. Um, I Google, am I pregnant? And they're best cigarettes to smoke while pregnant because I really want to freak out the Facebook ad algorithm. <laughs> Gotta keep it on its toes. The reason I'm thinking so much about having been a teenager is because, first of all, my brother's a teenager, and he's 16, and he's lost his virginity when he was 16, so he's the alpha in the house, right? I've never seen my dad so jealous of anybody. My dad is doing my brother's homework just to be around him. And, um, and so, so my, 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 my brother is living with my dad and my mom, and, um, and I think my mom and my dad are going through like, like physical changes as well because like midlife crisis, and so it's like they're teenagers again too, right? So my dad locked himself in his room for all of Christmas Day because he didn't like the tone we were taking with him. <laughs> Lovely. My mom two weeks ago called me and asked me if I've ever heard of a band called Radiohead. <laughs> I never want to go to that house again. Uh, everything is very sticky. Um, so, um, and also, the, the last reason is because um, I recently dated a teenager. He was 19. His name was Horatio. And if you're not trying to fuck a 19-year-old named Horatio, you're lying to yourself. 
Horatio's sister's name is Lucia, parents' names Peter and Lindsay. <laughs> they just wanted really fancy kids. Also, like, they're so incredibly easy to impress. The best compliment Horatio ever gave me was he looked me straight in the eye and he said, oh my God, Olga, you know so much about World War II. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so... Before I go, so this was actually, um, I'm based in the UK, so this is my first ever um, American stand-up gig, so thank you so much. Uh, that was very nice of you. Thank you. Um, so, and I'll leave you with one uh, thing about Horatio. So he had um, his own little 19-year-old um, kinks. Uh, so uh, you know how English is my first language. My first language is JavaScript. Um, no, it's Russian. He would have me call him on the phone, and he would pleasure himself to me speaking Russian. And I didn't know what to say, so I would just read him recipes. <laughs> And truly, you don't know what rock bottom is until you're listening to a teenager masturbate furiously on the phone, as you say, 200 grams of margarine. <laughs> Have a great night. Bye. Olga Koch, everybody, let her hear it. Are you all ready for your final comic of the evening? Are you ready for your final comic of the evening? Thank you. Is one of my favorite comics and also one of my favorite people on the planet. Please give a warm welcome to Bobcat Goldthwait, everybody! I love Liza Minnelli. Four years ago, I bought $700 seats access to see her and Alan coming. Ah! Yeah, someone said yes. You understand how amazing that is. The perfect MC. Ah! And the best Sally Bowles. And then, uh, and I, I'm in the front row weeping and, um, <laughs> All right, let me backtrack. So, <laughs> I remember I, I called my wife at the time, the uh, 09, and I said to her, uh, she said, what did you do tonight? And I said, I bought scalper tickets to see Alan Cumming and Liza Minnelli, and I was crying. And uh, she said, you could have just told me you blew nine guys and it would sound straighter. <laughs> But I do love Liza Minnelli. And she changed the words to uh, Cabaret. She goes, when I die, I won't go like Elsie from Too Much Pills and Liquor. And John, uh, uh, you know, Candor and Ab, who wrote Cabaret, uh, he's standing behind me. And I go, she changed the words. And he goes, it's okay. But it's her birthday. I saw her once in a restaurant, and I was just, I couldn't even talk. I just, I don't know. I just thought she ate magic and <laughs> light bulbs or something. Okay. Although she was friends with Michael Jackson, so that's fucked up. I, um, I, uh, 
I saw uh, Leaving Netherland. Um, I thought there'd be more songs. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, yeah, come, you know, whatever. I, it's, I'm glad anytime any, uh, uh, you know, I stand with uh, survivors, you know, but uh, I, I, you know, these fucking numbskulls that defend Michael Jackson still. I wish I had a fan base like that, you know what I mean? <laughs> if anything came out about me slightly, they go, yeah, I'm pretty sure Bob's a pedophile, yeah. <laughs> How do they besmirch poor Michael? Ugh, fuck that guy. I remember him dangling a baby over a fucking balcony. That's enough right there. But, uh, sorry. I just, uh... <laughs> Oh, not Michael. I didn't need this doc or two-part series and the Oprah special. Yeah, I watched them all. Um, I'm happy for these men and uh, that they're starting their journey, but I just... I don't know, man. It's just our country. We just love to... It just If you're a fan, I can separate the... Uh, just because... Look! I, I'm a straight white guy. I've had to stop watching Woody Allen. <laughs> I know what it is to suffer. <laughs> no, you know, I mean, I just, well, okay, Woody Allen's dead to me now. But, oh, not, oh, not Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Not the guy, not the guy dressed as a pirate with a merry-go-round in his backyard <laughs> with a pet monkey. That came out of nowhere. <laughs> the tenacious nature. All right. So, um, hi, I'm all over the place, but I'm going to build to a peak and blow your asses right through your faces, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you probably don't think Bob Scratch Goldfarb's got it in him still. <laughs> That was my favorite mangling of my name. I had a woman go, are you Bob Scratch Goldfarb? And I'm like, uh, yes. Like, I just, however I can end this conversation, yes, I am. I really had a woman come up to me and say, I don't want to insult you, but you look like Bobcat Goldwing. <laughs> that should get a bigger laugh. You guys went, oh, what do you think? You don't look the same either. I mean... I think sometimes my old fan base thinks I should be like wearing a girdle and dyeing my hair like, you know what I mean? Like, ah, like I'm in Motley Crue or something, you know? <laughs> um, all right, I, I, we've got a limited amount of time, so, uh, oh, I, I've been thinking, <clears throat> it's just been, uh, yeah, I, I, my, the amount of time, I, I, it's not healthy, the amount of time I, I do constantly refresh and read about Trump, just waiting for something. Well, I can say it. You know, we're all, you know what I mean. He's not the healthiest guy, right? <laughs> you know, I, all right. Uh, I, I'm a vegan, you know. You don't get this body just putting shit in it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Camaria, did you guys go to the vegan strip club in Portland? They got a vegan strip club in Portland. I am not sponsored by this establishment. Have you been there? You're not. You know it? That's all right, yeah. I haven't been there either. 
<laughs> for the podcast, I busted out my mime skills and winked. <laughs> All right, I got a bill to a peak. I, uh, I, uh, speaking of mime, I, um, a lot of you, uh, are, are young. You weren't, uh, born when I was relevant, but I was, uh, really big in the 80s. Oh, that's what makes me laugh. It's like, if I ever, <laughs> like, I went to the Women's March, and then I had, uh, on my Instagram, I had, like, you go, uh, it turns out, uh, Trump supporters really love Police Academy. Because <laughs> they were really disappointed in me. <laughs> and, they, and they were, because I was at the Women's March, they would go, they would go, uh, uh, unfollow. Like, that's the worst thing you can say to anyone in this culture. I'm going to unfollow you. It's like, uh, I used to play arenas. <laughs> Millions of people have unfollowed me. <laughs> You're a little late on this train. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that. Sometimes people think, uh, I don't equate like uh, uh, being well-known and su uh, success. I actually, do you know what I mean? I don't want followers. I would like fans. I like people go, hey, I like that movie you made. That was good. I didn't care for that one. That's great. When did we, everybody's got to have... A a adoration, like everything I... Look, sometimes I fucking suck. <laughs> I don't want you to blindly follow me. Like, tonight's set. It's a solid six. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't want you going, oh, I adore Bobcat, everything he does. I'm a part of Bobcat's army. Fuck that noise. <laughs> Since when did being in showbiz, you had to be a militia. I am... Um... All right. I have some friends from Atlanta here, so I'll tell this story. I uh, once was uh, doing a show in Atlanta at this, uh, <laughs> this is Chastain Park. Anyone else from Atlanta? It's this, it's like, so Chastain Park is like, kind of like the Hollywood Bowl, I guess, or the Greek, right? It's, and it's like really wealthy people in the front with box seats having picnics and wine and then uh, and then as it keeps going I remember there was a dude with a flare honestly got in the back <laughs> woo, on the lawn seats <laughs> woo it was like um, it was like a living like model of the ascension of man <laughs> <laughs> but in reverse you know proper people walking around like this and I like, and uh, I'm getting pounded the whole show. It's like, free bird! This is Atlanta. Free bird! And I, uh, just free bird! And I, I try to deal with it. It's not going, free bird! And then uh, and I, in my head, I'm going, all right, the next free bird, I'm going to snap. And uh, after I did my allotted time, I looked at the clock, I did 50 minutes, and I'm like, the next free bird. And uh, free bird! And I go, hey, uh, uh, Leonard Skinner's dead, all right? They're dead. There's no chicken in the bread basket picking out dough. South's not rising again. The war's over. You lost. Slaves have been emancipated. And Leonard Skinner's dead. They're dead. They're dead. They're dead. I remember this like it was yesterday. And I look at the bottom of the stage, and these woolly-looking biker dudes start climbing up on stage. And I look at the security, like, and they don't help. And... These guys get closer, 
to me, and the, around their chest they have laminated uh, passes that say Leonard Skinner Survivors Tour '87. <laughs> it was the surviving members of Leonard Skinner. <laughs> they were yelling "Freebird" to get their attention. It was sometimes it's not about me. <laughs> And I go, ladies and gentlemen, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> and, and at the time, I was doing my persona all the time. I had this character for you young folks. It'd be like, Rah! you know, I talked like that. <laughs> and uh, what, I'm like, Leonard Skinner's dead. They're dead, they're dead, they're dead. Rah! Like that. And then uh, it was like I got healed. I go, Tony, get the car. <laughs> Hey, I love Cam and Rhea. Thanks for having me. Bobcat Goldthwait, everybody, let him hear it! Yes! Bob is like our first real friend in Los Angeles. He was our first real friend. One more time for in Bobcat. Los Angeles. Yeah. And let's keep it going for everybody you saw tonight. That's Rhea Butcher. And that's Cameron Esposito. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.